It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. And you are locked on Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. I'm talking to you from Lambeau Field, following the Green Bay Packers 21-13 victory over the Houston Texans on a snowy Sunday afternoon. My Packer Report colleague, Keith Rordink, will join me shortly to break down the game. Before we get rolling, though, please go over to Packer Report. We've got full coverage from today's game, including stories on Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, and the defense, the post-game numbers piece, and I'm going to be working on a bad weather story as well. Plus, we have highlight videos from the NFL on Rodgers Day, Nelson, game highlights in general. So a whole bunch of coverage over at Packer Report. And also check out the rest of the fantastic Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On NFL and Locked On Fantasy. All right, on to the game. Aaron Rodgers, a big game on a bad hamstring and a bad field. 20 for 30, 209 yards and two touchdowns, a 108.9 passer rating. Jordy Nelson handling most of the load, eight catches, 118 yards. Nobody else in the team with more than 19 receiving yards. And Rodgers and Nelson did most of the work on back-to-back scoring drives of 98 and 89 yards, which gave Green Bay a 21-7 lead, and that was enough. All right. With the highlights out of the way, let's turn this over to my weekly guest, Keith Rodank. All right, Keith. Hell of a game by Aaron Rodgers dashing through the snow with a bad hamstring. That should be like a Christmas carol dashing through. No, I'm not going to do it. I think, I, I mean, I, I feel like that's a column, Bill. If that's, if that's what you want to pay me for, I will <laughs> write some type of rhyming Christmassy Aaron Rodgers tribute. But, man, oh, man, for a slick field and a, a sore hamstring, I don't, I don't know what more you could ask for. 20 for 30 and... Was it 209 yards, 108 quarterback rating, two sensational touchdowns? And you know, he said he said in the post game that he was he was limiting himself. But you know, there were a couple plays he wasn't afraid to move the pocket. He had that 11 yard scramble, you know, in the second half that uh, that set up that score. So I don't know. I mean, we're, it, was it that long ago we were lamenting everything wrong with Aaron Rodgers? And you know, here we are, 19 touchdowns, and man, he. he he looks good. I wrote I wrote my article for you, Bill. This is a uh, game game two of the Run the Table tour. So so far so good. You know, quarterbacks to coach Alex Van Pell. We talked to him on Thursday, and he's asked about that comment. He says when when Aaron feels need to talk, like the relaxed comment, he tends mm-hmm. to back it up. I mean, it's just not empty talk. He he says stuff like that only when he feels like it's not going to be empty words. And apparently, his belief is coming to look. We're we're one third of the way through the Run the Table thing, but. At least, it's, at least we've got a season at least, so I mean, it's, he, has, he has backed it up, he's, he's, and he's, he's been terrific. It's, it's interesting that, you know, uh, uh, these players so oftentimes thrive on cliche and don't want to tell us really anything meaningful, so for any player, especially someone of his caliber, to say anything other than, 
you know, we're not looking ahead on the schedule. We're going to take it a game at a time. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, he felt the need to say, no, we, we have to run. We're going to run the table. We need to run the table. And, and he brought that up again today where he said he, he saw something and he felt something in the locker room that made him think he could, he could say that and believe it. And, again, so, so far so good. I think, I think this Houston team, not totally dissimilar from Philly, I mean, you're you're playing, no, you're right. You're playing a team that you know. Obviously, Hopkins is an elite receiver, but you know, again, you went from you know Carson Wentz, a rookie quarterback who had started out hot and was struggling, to Brock Osweiler, who was what had the 32nd quarterback rating and you know tops in the league with 13 picks. And you know, sure, you've got Hopkins and Lamar Miller's the fifth ranked rusher, but on defense, they had they had. J.J. Watt out and Jadavian Clowney out. And, and again, and I feel like i got to stop myself. I feel like I did this last week, Bill. I tried to take some of the luster off a really I'll quality win. I'll stop you. Stop you, you, you this, do what you want to do. This, this, is a, this is a quality <laughs> win. But, you know, I think I said it last week. Last week was a good win. We needed to see a little something more this week. And I feel like in some ways, despite the score, when you, when you factor in the weather, I felt like we did. We did see some different things this week and some improvement. And I, I think that can all put them – in as good a spot as any next week against Seattle. Well, I'm going to put the luster back on it and say that, yeah, J.J. Watt's not playing, but they entered this game allowing six more yards per game and two more points per game compared to last year. And I think the points per game is just because they've turned the ball over a zillion times coming in. So the defense has been great. I don't think the defense has really missed a beat without Watt. And I'm not diminishing J.J. Watt, but they've found ways to, to mitigate that. That's a good point. That's a good point. And and again, this you know this Packer offense moved it down the field, and you go to that first drive of the game where Rodgers just couldn't get a handle on the ball and fumbled. But you know there they sat on the one and a half yard line, and you're thinking they were going to score. So twenty one thirteen could have you know easily been twenty eight thirteen. And I mean you got to feel good about this offense. He talked about every game being different, and he said this offense it was the you know, that three wide receiver with Ty Montgomery in the backfield that kind of gave him the jolt. You know, last week it was their, uh, you know, what, their 11 personnel with two backs. But you got to like, you know, they use so many different position groups, but I think they're they're finding the right combinations that work. I think when you come into a game like this and you look at the weather and as we look out the window here, it's still snowing. You thought, okay, if, if there's a game where they're going to rush for 150 or 118 yards where maybe we're going to see, you know, Kristen Michael unleashed, this is it, and, and no, it, it really wasn't. Yet, I think they, they finished with a, a deceptive, you know, 109 yards rushing. Yeah, you know, you throw, you, Jeff Janice has 19 on an end around that. That certainly helps things. Um, to Michael, I mean, look, he had nine carries for 19 yards. That's something I'm not getting too excited about. It. He's awfully quick, and I don't know if he's quick because he's quick for if he's quick because we're used to James Starks and Eddie Lacy <laughs> in Aaron Rukowski, but he, is, we, he did look yeah, quick. We, we yeah, yeah, we the we might, low we might, we might or be slow. we might be tricked into thinking anything fast looks incredibly fast. But you're right that that first time he touched the ball, it was it was eye opening. It was it was a, it was a shot, and I think when you saw that, you're like, well, here we go, because I feel like he he adds a dimension to the backfield that they currently don't have, and I mean, you know. God bless James Starks and his thousand yards from scrimmage last year. And he's a, you know, he's a great guy and he's a he's a humble, soft-spoken guy. And and I think Packer fans will always be grateful for what he did down the stretch of of that Super Bowl season in 2010. But he has the classic look of the post 30-year-old oh running back who got out of bed one day and just wasn't the same. That is inexplicable, isn't it? I mean, he he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear. He's never been. I shouldn't say never. He's rarely been the guy. Mm-hmm. He was terrific last year. 
it is just bizarre. But you're right. He's, I don't want to say he's useless, because that, that's awfully rude. I, I shouldn't have said that, but he's just, he's terrible. If, if you didn't, if you didn't see what he did last year, and again, last year when, when Eddie Lacy was, you know, gaining weight and getting benched and really underwhelming people, I felt like in many ways James Starks saved that season mm-hmm. with what he did, and he just, again, he, he doesn't look like that guy. And it's, you know, to, to your point, it's not, you know, it's not saying anything good or bad. It's just if you had, if you didn't know what he had done last year, you would think he was fairly awful this year based only on the body of work from this year. I mean, it's just, it doesn't look like the same guy. But again, I think we keep waiting for Michael to get involved because they went out and got him. He was Seattle's leading rusher. If anybody watched Seattle play early in the year, this guy had some quality games for him. When is that going to happen in Green Bay? I don't know. I mean, but I'll say that, you know, Ty Montgomery, aside from wearing a number 88, he's starting to look more like a running back the more you see him. James Starks, four carries, one yard. That means he had one more carry than we did. And I feel like that if it was a choice between James Starks getting to the point of attack or me and you getting to the tiramisu, that we would win. That it was, it was five yards. That tiramisu was fantastic. A five-yard dash between him to the point of attack and us to the tiramisu, we win. I feel like we're that quick. I feel like we're that quick and that, and that inspired. I might try and trip him and then get up and try and get – how far is the tiramisu? Is it a 40-yard tiramisu? I don't – Well, from where we were sitting at long, I guess it was probably 20 the, yards from where we were at, for our pregame meal. It was good. I feel like – I, like, I feel like we were quick, though. That would be a good motivation. <laughs> so, it's a little, insight, a little insight into the press box. The play is tiramisu on two. Tir- break. Tiramisu, perhaps, perhaps, is the, the MVP of press box desserts for the 2016 season. That's fabulous. Um, I'll tell we even talk about. Oh, time on. <laughs> um, Montgomery. Yeah, you know what? My question with the running game is, first of all, getting TJ Lang back at some point will, will help because he's better than Jason Spriggs, but... Mm-hmm. We're so far into the season, and they've had no running game for, for so long, and they haven't tried to run the ball for proper reasons for a lot of it. Is it just too late to have a running game? Well, you know, you're the one that asked me a couple of weeks ago if, if I thought that Green Bay should just abandon the run and keep the ball in the hands of their best player or if they needed to kind of force a run game. And I was, I was kind of adamant about saying you have to have a run game and you have to – you need it for the play action, and I don't know. What the hell do I know, Bill? <laughs> Maybe we don't really need it. Maybe just, you just need some Jeff Janis end arounds. Yeah. I, that, I just, that looked fast. He looked as fast as Mike. He would have beat us to the tiramisu. Yes. He also beat you to his deer stand, too. <laughs> That's, um, but I, I just don't know. We're 13 or 12 games into it. Is, is it realistic to have a really good running game? It, to me, it just it's one of those things you've got to practice, you've got to work on, you got to Use it, use it, use it, Nate. And again, I'm, I'm not criticizing the play calling for the last several no. weeks where you didn't run it because that's, that was the best way to go when you had no running back. I don't know. It's I don't, I don't know the answer to it. I, I think it is. I think it is what it is. And McCarthy is probably using it as much as as he needs to, as much as he should. I don't know that. I don't know that the production's there to to justify using it more. I think you use it just enough to, you know. Again, I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't know if they even run it enough to. To make play, I mean, they don't really run that much play action anymore. So clearly, they don't think they run it enough to make it work. But I guess there's still that keeping them honest of, hey, we might still run the ball. You know, they're going to use that short pass. They, you know, they'll run here and there. Maybe they're, I mean, maybe the rest of the way you're only running to uh, rest Aaron's arm. Well, I mean, plays. you just stole my thought. I'm all, I was thinking to rest the receiver's legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. 
Well, you're right, though. Montgomery, 6 for 40 today. and he, I thought he really looked like a runner today on that. He's a big, thick guy. He looks, he looks good when he, comes, when he comes around the corner and he gets a little bit of a head of steam, and he is, he is not afraid to put a shoulder into somebody either. I mean, I think he's maybe kind of starting to like that contact and grow into the role. And, you know, I remember talking to him after, a, you know, what was it, Bill, second or third home game of the year, and he made that great special teams play where he ran around out, right, out right. of bounds, fell in off the sideline and landed on the ball. And I was talking to him after the game, and we all thought that was a great play. And he was, he was so ho-hum about the whole thing. And I kind of thought walking away, I thought, well, clearly here's a guy that, you know, hey, happy to, happy to answer 18 questions about my special teams play, but clearly he was jonesing to get in from scrimmage, and I don't think he's picky about how he's getting used. I think he's just happy to be on the field. And, and again, I think that the more he's doing, I mean, 6.7 yards a carry, there's nothing to not like about that. He had some, I think it was the 13-yard the run where he showed patience mm-hmm. getting the holes. Like, that looks like a running back. And then he stiff-armed Bernard Drew McKinney. They go, McKinney's 260. Yeah. Now he had the angle on him, so I think McKinney's probably off balance anyway. But still, to be to get away from a 260-pound linebacker, to want to stiff arm him, I think I think I think there's a there's a, a, a mindset there and a, a toughness that maybe he's he's kind of growing into in that running back role. I mean, that's not a that's not a standard receiver move to you know just be stiff arming guys. So yeah, I don't know. He's you know with him and and with Michael and you know. Um, Rodgers really went out of his way to praise Ripkowski. And, I mean, Ripkowski kind of downplayed the, the touchdown run there and said his lineman pushed him through. I don't know why they can't get – I don't know why that three-yard touchdown play doesn't work on fourth and two or third yeah. and two or fourth and one or all the times we've seen it not work. But but he's been good, and I think he's a guy maybe you want to feed a little more too. And, again, maybe it's, you know, you know running running game to rest the passing game. Maybe, you know what, Maybe though? that's the strategy. We probably just came up with 20 carries, though, didn't we? I mean, if you give it, you know, 10 for Michael and, you know, 8 for Montgomery yeah. and, you know, 3 or 4 for Rupkowski, that's 20. That's, that and might be know, enough. You know Rodgers is going to get a couple. So it might be, this might be an all right running game. Okay, fine. We've got the running game solved. Nice job, Keith. Thank you. God, we're good. Mike McCarthy, you can call us anytime. How about Jordy? You know, I, you, you think he's just not himself. He's not himself. And maybe, maybe he's not himself anyway. But... You know, I was watching the golf on Saturday at my father-in-law's house, and they're interviewing Tiger Woods. It was Tiger's tournament. And Tiger said, "Now that he's forty, whatever he is, he's had all these in- injuries. He says he has to play different." Mm-hmm. He says, "You know, back when he got on the tour, he was uh, hitting the ball three hundred yards. He was like number two in driving. Mm-hmm. Now he hits the ball three hundred yards. He's like number thirty in driving. So everyone's kind of passing by." We said he needs to find a different way to play. And I'm thinking maybe Jordy Nelson's found a different way to play. Maybe the big plays will come next year. Maybe that guy will be back. But for this year, he's not that guy. But he's still got 10 touchdowns, and he's still on pace to have 1,000 yards. He's found another way to be productive. And I, always, I think that's pretty remarkable when you can be one guy for your whole career and just kind of switch gears. I, I think you nailed it. And, you know, I'll go back to a play last week at Philly. I forget who the cornerback was, but they ran, they ran Nelson on a, on a post from the right side. And I mean that cornerback, and it was some, you know, some unheralded, you know, one of the unheralded Philly corners was all over him, and he could not separate. And I, I watched that play, and I thought, you know, that's that's Rogers twenty, or that's Nelson twenty sixteen. He can't get deep. He can't separate, and he and he can't. He can't. Nope. But he's shown other things he can do. He can still get open. He can still run those crisp, precise routes. 
that worked so well when he went deep, but now they're working good on intermediate plays. They're working well on sideline plays. They're, uh, I mean, I mean the uh, the play where uh, where James fell, you know, he's just waiting for it to fall out of the sky. But you know, the the twenty eight and the twenty one yarder on that final drive. I mean, he's making some great catches. And that uh, I think it was the twenty one yarder down the left sideline. Mm-hmm. He's got a. He's was, drawing. Oh, I thought Keith was going to actually draw it out for me. Here we go, Bill. See, we've got him lined up like this. <laughs> I'm just going to my flip card. He had a 25. Kareem Jackson. Kareem Good Jackson is all over him, and Nelson turns around at just the right time. Jackson's got his back to him. Literally, they're pressed chest to chest, and Nelson reaches around and catches it over his head. I mean, so he's making those catches, and if he can do that 20 yards downfield, you know, that's fine. He's not a guy you're going to hit – you know, in stride for a, you know, 40 and 50 yard score. But if you can get him for 21 here and 28 there, and he's not dropping him, he caught eight out of 10 passes, 10 touchdowns. I mean, who wouldn't take that guy at receiver? I mean, if, and maybe his speed never comes back. Maybe, maybe he becomes a different player, but I mean, he's still a a top tier player with what he's doing. Then you throw the ball three yards and he's got that strength for you. You know, he'll always get you something. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's, I never would have thought ten touchdowns out of him. I'm, no. I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a surprising number. I realize that guy a, fell down today and everything else, but it's one of those deceptive numbers, though. Where you, you know, when they announced him in the press box, you're like ten touchdowns. You're like, wait, <laughs> you know, some somehow you want to you want to not believe that. You start going through your head, and you're like, okay, this game, this game, a couple here, a couple there, and yeah. But you know what? That that play falling down, you know, that was uh, that's one of those where it takes you know takes forever to for that ball to fall out of the sky and he's sitting there and he's waiting and he knows the guy's running over full speed and he's waiting and waiting and I mean that's okay it's okay for them to get a few plays like that once in a while they're pretty deep and I you know Jared Cook I think it's really added something where it's I think it's it's creating room for everybody else but now Nelson Cook Cobb Montgomery and Adam that's that's a lot of guys to cover I mean you know I don't think they have a number one receiver on. You know, some, we're asking Devonte Amzell the number one receiver stuff this week. He's not. Nelson's I mean, not. I, I would have said he was until seven targets and one catch today. That was a little. That was a little surprising. Um, but they like a whole bunch of number twos. I don't a, know if anybody can match up with with, with that one. Not maybe not. Maybe we'll find out with Seattle coming to town here next week. But not yeah. many teams can match up with the depth that they have. Where maybe some teams number one corner can take out one of their guys, but it's hard to believe they can take out everybody. Yeah, exactly, and and you're gonna you're gonna get those opportunities, and you're gonna get those matchups, and I still I still love how Devonte Adams is developing, and and I think his next stage of development is, you know, can he make plays if he's treated like a number one receiver, if he's drawing that number one corner, that's kind of that next that next evolution and kind of ceiling he needs to push through. But you know, in the meantime, too, you mentioned Cook, and you know, I used to say this with Jermichael Finley all the time. It doesn't matter when they had Finley, it didn't matter if they threw to Finley. It didn't matter if Finley caught the ball. Finley forced he, – he drew coverage. Right. Finley was part of the defensive coordinator's game plan because of the mismatch he created. It didn't matter if he caught the ball. He altered that defense and it freed up other guys. So if they start getting that out of, out of Cook, and I, I think teams have to pay attention to him just because of his athleticism, that's going to help. So, I mean, can they, can they go the rest of the way with – you know, without a, a traditional running game and without any type of reliable deep threat, you know, we're we're about to find out, but it looked good for two games. What do you, what do you make out of the defense today? The numbers look great, but 
this bad weather, a bad quarterback. I, mean, I don't. I have no idea if that if there's anything to read into that. If the, if, if, is this, if this unit is getting better, or if it's just, eh. You know, I I feel like. I feel like you can judge an offense on a day like today. The defense is tough. I mean, when it when it's slippery, the offensive guys at least know where they're going. The defensive guys are just reacting. I think the the Hopkins, you know, forty four yard touchdown that was, you know, pretty inexcusable. Um, yeah, it's like they they quit for a series. It was twenty one to seven, and they I think they popped uh, yeah. a champagne cork, so to speak, on that one. <laughs> yeah, they were they definitely they they had that. Uh, we're we're a little happy with ourselves. Uh, kind of look, but I don't know. You know they. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, it, it's still tough going with, with some of the guys that are out. And I thought in, in spots they looked really good. I thought, you know, um, they got performances, I think, out of guys that you're not always watching to maybe, you know, have a splash play. Latroy Guyon got two neutral zone infractions in like the first three plays, but then he came back, he got some good pressures. I mean, he was in their face, he was making tackles for loss. So, you know, he had a good game and you get a, a young guy like Dean Lowry who, you know, goes unblocked or I think maybe Lamar Miller was supposed to chip on him and he gets a sack and then you have, you know, Peppers who's still getting it done. And so I don't know, they got enough splash plays. You had, a, you know, Clinton Dix laid wood on a, Gosh, who was it? He Braxton, Miller. Braxton Miller. Hit someone else too early, but the one on Braxton Miller is boy, boy. Gosh. I don't know if Clinton Dix would beat us to the tiramisu, but he might he might just scare <laughs> us into changing our mind. Just knock us to <laughs> the was, ground first. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? Lamar Miller, if you look, when you look at the numbers here, he earned the league fifth in, in rushing today. 14 carries, 22 yards. And at the end of the day, Texas got 123. There's a lot of third down draw plays, which Green Bay kept inexplicably falling asleep on from, but up from a down to down basis, I thought they handled things pretty much. I guess that's probably the encouraging thing on a, on a day like today. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, again, maybe not, I think it, impressive enough, impressive enough against Good way the, to put it. Yeah. I mean, you had, again, aside from the play where they went to sleep on Hopkins, I think, you know, so Osweiler had 202 yards passing, you know, a fourth of that was one play. So, I mean, if they, you know, you take that away, they did pretty well. God, you know, Seattle, Seattle's going to figure out. We'll, we'll figure it out, obviously, more here a week when, when Seattle comes to town. But can he, the problem with this defense is, you know, Nick Perry, you know, first series injures hand, he comes back out for the third quarter with this gigantic cast on it. Yeah. Biggest cast I've ever seen in my life over his hand. Matthews is not himself. Jake Ryan re-injured his ankle for and missed some time before he came back. They must be limiting Randall snaps because he's going on and off the field. They just got. They are just beat to hell, and I, you know, you, you, it seems like it's one step forward, one step back. They, they get Ryan back, but he goes out, and Matthews yeah, I mean, playing her. It just it's, it's one thing after another. I mean, it's. I feel like on any given defensive series, it's do they have the right combination of parts in for that series that they can get a stop? Because as I've, you know, I, I feel like my my mantra for this year in response to the the myth of next man up has been starters start for a reason and. You know, again, I'll, I'll say it every week. They're they're not as good. There's no way there's gonna they're gonna be as good with when guys like Shields and, and Ryan and you know are out of the lineup. You've got Matthews coming out of the lineup. So it's I mean it's gonna be a challenge. They can't. I I just think the the margin of error becomes so razor thin when you have these other guys in. When you've got you know Rollins in all the time. And you and I talked about you know Micah Hyde playing you know, more snaps than you want to see him playing. But, you know, where where else does that balance come in? I felt like today, you know, special teams really rose to the occasion, and that was a huge factor. 
two weeks in a row for them. I mean, yeah. they, they demolished the Eagles special teams last week. And in the coveted Packer Report special teams rankings, the Eagles were number three and Green Bay was 22 a couple weeks ago. Houston's not very good. But yeah. you're right. I mean, you know, Cobb had the two long punt returns. Montgomery had a kickoff return, which... If Cobb stays to the outside on that one, I think he scores. I said I, the same thing. I do not know. He, I, I said to uh, uh, Matt Tevish, our other, our other uh, Packer report writer, I, I was like, what is he doing cutting back in? He, you know, you never know what a guy, I mean, who am I, who am I to say what he, uh, when, he, when he should or shouldn't cut? But it sure looked open to the outside. But, again, I, just great plays out of him. And, and he's so sure-handed to have back there. You don't worry about him at all. Yeah, I was with him on the touchdown. In fact, I was sitting next to Rob Domofsky from up there. And he's like five yards into it. And I said, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then he cut the ball. Then he cut the ball inside and got tackled. But you're right. You know, at least you're not. Unlike Trevor Davis, who gave you that breakaway potential, you know, Cobb isn't going to screw it up, which is, I think you have to bet on such teams. As long as you don't screw things up, you're probably okay. Yeah. So things are looking up, I think. But it's a, it's a, whole, it's a whole new test. I mean, a couple. A couple of weeks ago, I, I would have thought the Seattle game would just just be a bloodbath, just because of what they're capable of. You know, what Russell Wilson can do is a, a run pass threat when he's healthy. You know, what Jimmy Graham is is becoming in that offense. You know, guys like you know Doug Baldwin. You know, Thomas Rawls is coming back. We'll we'll see what they do tonight. Right. Um, and then of course the defense. I mean, how are you know we're gonna we're gonna see with um, you know the uh, the Legion of Boom, you know, we're going to see if Jordy Nelson can get open against Richard Sherman or if Sherman, you know, if, if Sherman's on Nelson, can Adams have a big game? You know, can they find spots in the zone, you know, around Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas who might be the best and hardest hitting safety tandem? So, I mean, man, they're they're going to have their work, you know, and then you've got Michael Bennett up front rushing. So, I mean, they're going to have their work cut out for him. I think this is one of those games, though, as much as Rodgers says – they need to run the table, and it's it's even more crucial now. I mean, as Roger said in the post game, New Orleans did them no favors losing to Detroit. That was uh, that was an upset for sure. I, I think to probably everybody other than Detroit. But I didn't think they were going to beat. I thought okay, if they you know beat Philly, beat Houston, lose to Seattle, and run the next three, or at least go to Detroit with the NFC North title on the line. You know, if Detroit keeps winning though. You know they're gonna they're gonna have to maybe get that win against Seattle at home. It's going to be tough. They are two back in the north. The one thing in Detroit, as Mike McCarthy would call them, and as I always like to say in the podcast, Detroit, they do play the Giants and Cowboys back-to-back here in a few weeks. So maybe you get the two losses there that you need, which means if Green Bay loses to Seattle, you just need to gain a game in the standing, gain gain a game in the standings to make Detroit meaningful. Minnesota doesn't run the table, and Minnesota doesn't play anybody the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I am Besides less, Green Bay. Yeah, I'm, I'm less confident about Minnesota's ability to do that, just with their inconsistency. I mean, Detroit's got a little something going on. I yes, mean, they do. Seven games that they came back and won in the fourth quarter. I mean, there's a there's a, a, a confidence that you develop and just a, you know, you're if you think you're never out of it, then you're never really out of it. Right. And, I mean, then to go down to New Orleans and win a game like this, I mean, this is a team that's, you know, flying high right now. All right, Keith, we got all week to talk about it. And I will see you back up here on Sunday, Packers Seahawks for the maybe the season. Can't wait. Can't wait, Keith. Thanks for joining us. Talk, Appreciate talk, it. Talk, oh, talk. It is, as we like to say, it's snowing out. Drive fast, taste chances. <laughs> Don't tell my kids that. <laughs> all right, see you, Keith. Bye bye.
What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop! At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.